Sean Sheehan answers everything on SevereMMA.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Sean Sheehan Answers Everything, following episode 217 of the Severe MMA podcast. And this is out for free for everyone this week as we had to record a podcast uh, a little bit earlier. And we've, we haven't had one for free in a, in about a month or so anyway. So we said we'd, we'd lash one up for everyone here. So uh, I'll put this up in the normal Severe MMA feed as well. I suppose most of you are actually listening to it there. Uh, and if you like this q and I do one every week. comes out every Tuesday morning. It's usually like... Uh, 18 to 30 minutes long I answer all the questions if you sent in a question on on uh, Patreon on uh, Severe May Podcast uh, uh, Twitter on Facebook anywhere you send them to me they'll be answered here every Tuesday morning so sign up on Patreon patreon.com forward slash Severe MMA Podcast price of a pint a month you get this podcast four times you get early access to the main podcast to rewatch every Thursday you get interviews you get the whole lot so please sign up and you'll be supporting me and supporting Graham uh, and everyone here so let's jump straight in to the questions here actually I have a good few over on patreon this week i didn't even put out one uh for for twitter this week because we had so many patreon questions so if you sign up for patreon as well you will get uh your question answered 100 percent uh on on the, this q a or on the uh the podcast uh, i put out a, a post every saturday night sunday morning for questions and we get loads of questions in there as well so sean dinney christopher graham and a few more lads here uh, with a question, so I'll get straight into him here. Uh, Sean Dinney, with the president of the IWMWA hosting a show in Manchester rather than Dublin, uh, what hope is there for the future of MMA in this country? Well, we talked about this, about this I suppose, on the, the main podcast, in that it's very difficult for any promoter to put on shows in the country at the moment because of, of expense, because of the rules. And I suppose the expense is because of the brain scans and getting, you know, fighters on the cards and, you know, everything. There's just so many different expenses now than there, you know, that there wasn't a few years ago. Uh, and, you know, John Cavan is uh, the president of the IWMWA, but he's probably in the same boat. You know, I'm sure he doesn't want to, to run that uh that that promotion for the kindness of his heart you know he probably wants to make a bit of money out of it or do something with it or you know have have some business partners in it you know making money as well so if you did it in ireland would you make money probably not but that's it looks really bad though doesn't it you know, you know when it's the president of the IWMWA doing that and he can't run the show in Ireland. now maybe he'll bring that show to ireland hopefully he will but he probably won't make as much money out of it or his business partners whoever it is probably won't make as much money about because of the state of uh, irish mma at the moment because of the expense and everything like that and the different rules as we talked about uh, on the podcast yeah but it, it definitely doesn't look good it doesn't look good for the state of Irish MMA, especially as as Sean kind of said there, it's you know, you know when when the president of the Irish MMA Association is putting on shows in England when they probably should be in Ireland. The last one was in Ireland, you know. It's it's a sad set of affairs. But look, uh, next one with the creation of the English uh, E. MMAA, so it's basically the IWMWA, the EWMWA, there you go, and the legislation of MMA in France with their own association to follow. Will Ireland be left behind at an amateur level with our current setup? You know, that's that's not a bad question. Actually, someone sent in a question over on Instagram as well, Amy, I believe it was, about MMA up the north and clan wars and the different uh, promotions up the north running shows for, for amateurs as well. And I think that's a good point, which we didn't touch on in the recent podcast. We've definitely touched on it before, but a lot of the guys from down here in Cork and Dublin and other places go up and fight up there, but it's a different rule set as well. And the IMAF rule sets are different rule sets to the IWMWA rule set as well because it's kind of gone so stringent uh, and everything... Uh, after obviously the je- the death of Joe Carvalho, as we talked about on the podcast, um, but 
it it's going to be different because you're fighting under different rules if you are fighting in Ireland and if you're not fighting in Ireland you're probably having to, to go uh, well you're obviously having to go every, elsewhere to fight if you're not fighting in Ireland but then most guys can't afford that like you know most amateurs are probably still working or maybe you know in college or whatever and training they can't afford to be going to you know France or England or somewhere to get amateur fights and can't even get amateur fights there like you shouldn't uh, you, most guys don't have a manager and stuff like that you might get on a clan war show but there's only a certain amount of those as well and there's only a certain amount of cage legacies and you obviously cage legacy are the one which I probably should have mentioned a bit earlier but they're the ones putting on amateur fights and and few pro fights as well in ireland so there's only a very limited number so it's it's tougher all the time for those amateurs to get fights and to be able to afford fights so we're obviously going to be left behind if that situation continues there's there's no two ways about it that that has to happen um but you know that's a very unfortunate side you know side thing is and there's lots of unfortunate kind of side effects of this because Okay, I think most people would agree that after Joe Carvalho's death, something had to be done, and something is being done where they're going to to speak to Sport Ireland. They're trying to get MMA recognised as a legal, uh, as a you know, as a proper sport, whatever the the term is. But the side effects of that have been the death, basically, of the Irish MMA scene, apart from Cage Legacy and apart from Bellator coming over in KSW with that one card. But it's very difficult for for cards to come here, and like that side effect. You know, and talking about the the side effect for the the amateur fighters as well, not being able to get experience fighting in Ireland, and maybe not being able to get experience anywhere because they can't get outside of Ireland or can't get on cards outside of Ireland. That's just really, really, really bad for MMA all round. And you know, the the novice pro fighters as well kind of can't get fights. That's another <laughs> big issue. Like so, the you know this John Kavanagh and the IWMWA talk all the time about how this is for. The, the amateur scene more than the pro scene but it's very hard for amateur fighters to get fights as well so it's not just pro fighters so it's a it's, it's a big issue uh christopher graham uh what are your thoughts on luke thomas abruptly stepping down from mma fighting have you heard any beef between ariel and luke since ariel left last year what are your thoughts on luke and jill uh i don't believe luke has stepped down from mma fighting i think he'll have another show coming i think he he signed and said that so he's still there but uh any i don't know about a, a beef between ariel and luke you'll have to ask him about that but you know when anyone steps into the the shoes of another guy even if you look at you know alex ferguson when david my stepped into his shoes that that was you know it's, it's not good and ariel is that guy you know ariel is the ariel is the the alex ferguson of of mma media he is the best ever and for luke to step into the mma or like that that show that it's the mma or is ariel hilwani show and luke thomas to step into that show was always going to be a tough tough job uh and i like i i, I like luke some of luke's analysis i i like luke's takes even though i disagree with almost well not almost all of them but i disagree with a lot of them but i like that you know i'm someone who i've no problem this disagreeing with someone as long as you kind of get your point across and i understand what your point is i've no problem disagreeing I, i'm probably like that you know a lot of the people listening to this probably listen to it because they know i'm kind of the same i get my point across and i state my opinion whether you agree with it or don't at least you can you know tweet me back and say what the fuck are you talking about you know point a point b point c prove me wrong or point a point b point c you're wrong and i'll prove you back wrong <laughs> you know I'm, I'm one of those people and i think luke is one of those people as well uh, and i like that so maybe if he does a different show which is more opinion based and maybe a little bit of analysis as well rather than you know the the monday afternoon guests like it was with ariel and i know he did that and did the new version of the mma orange change it up maybe it's with a new name and a new branding uh, i think that could be good but and i don't know if that's happening or not uh but let, let's wait and see but uh all told yeah i, I like luke um i don't uh, you know 
I, I disagree with a lot of things he says. I agree with a lot of things he says. I think he makes lots of valid points. I think he's a great reporter in terms of getting his opinion across and getting across um, topics that need to be got across that lots of people won't do. You know, it's he does, especially with PEDs. I think like here, if anyone listens to this podcast, we talk about Irish MMA. You know, there's very, very few people who are going to talk to, about the big issues of Irish MMA, and that's kind of why we started the Patreon as well, so we could do that, and so people could support us to continue doing that. You know, it's very hard. You know, obviously, you know, PT and I'll do it as well, um, and you know. But who else? You know, there's very other few people, and uh, you know, maybe some new people doing some new podcasts. And I know Noli and the boys as well do it there. But it's very, very difficult to keep that going all the time because there's a niche audience there, and I think you really need to, to get your audience to support you in in those sort of things. And kind of that's, I suppose that's well, I got into half on a tangent there, but you you know what I mean. Anyway. So sign up to Patreon anyway. Um, is him finding in trouble now? So many journalists have jumped ship to ESPN and the Athletic in the last few weeks uh, and months. Uh, a few people have asked about that, and I'd say give it a year. Let's let's see in a year. This, there's, it's always around this time of the year and in kind of Christmas as well, where journalists move and they go to new places and then new ones come in. So let's see what happens over the next while. You know, my boy Pizzi's over there. To give that man you know a big show of his own and let him shine i think he's he's as good as any of them lads at doing that so give him you know that opportunity and i'm 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 you know i'm not too familiar with the the younger guys coming up through there but i'm i'm sure they're very very good as well and if you you know you give them a similar opportunity to luke and ariel and the boys they could do a good job as well so uh yeah look i, I don't think they're in trouble damon martin's coming in there as well and he's a really really good guy so uh let's see what happens give it a year there's no point saying that right now let the new guys come through maybe they'll have a few new signings i'm available as well if they want to <laughs> if they want me so yeah no problem although I'm not really available um, Christopher Graham as Colby is booked to fight Lawler do you see him getting uh, passed over for next title shot if so do you think this is anything to do with Usman Ali's dislike for the guy who would be next in line if not Colby I think Ben Askren if he wins this week will get the title shot um, will Masvidal get it if he wins maybe maybe he will um, look I was on submission radio talking about Usman and uh and Covington, and I don't really want to see it. Like, who wants to see that fight? It'll probably turn into a shitty kickboxing match. Like, and nobody wants to see that fight. I'd much rather see Colby fight Bob Lawler. Um, see if he can take him down. If he can, all well and good. He'll he'll probably give him a bad night. If he can't, he'll probably end up getting knocked out by by Robbie Lawler. So that's the sort of fight I want to see. And I want to see Usman in a similar sort of fight. Uh, maybe that's against Masvidal. Askren would it be I think it'd be a different sort of fight against Askren than Colby I think Colby's a different sort of guy than Askren I know they have similar heavy wrestling styles but I think Askren's kind of funky style as he he puts it himself against uh, Usman's kind of dead you know lay on top of you style uh, will will be a more interesting matchup I think than, than Colby's one but yeah those fights I've, I wouldn't be too enamoured with either of the fights I think you know I'd rather see other fights. I'd still love to see them. You know, if you were to... Uh, they'd be a good 6, 7.7 7 out of 10 or something like that. And the other ones, you know, with the, the best strikers, good down t- takedown defenses against the best wrestlers in the world, that's that's an 8, 8.9, 9.2 out of 10. Like, you know what I mean? So, the <laughs> those are sort of fights I want to see more of. But I'll, I'll happily see the other ones as well. Uh, if DC gets past Deepa, uh, who do you how do you see the rest of his career and the heavyweight division playing out? Do you see him fighting Jones again if he retires after this fight? with Stipe which two or hopefully four guys will fight for the title oh jeez um 
I don't think DC will retire after the CIPA fight. Will he fight Jones again? I think if Jones wants to fight him, uh, and I think I think he probably will. I think Jones should come to heavyweight. I think it, this fight only makes sense. Dan White said it last week as well, and when he says it's probably the opposite will probably happen, but I think this fight only makes sense at heavyweight. Uh, I think you have to make the fight at heavyweight, and I'd love to see it again at heavyweight, but Jones doesn't really need it. Uh, does DC... You know, DC probably wants it. He's a competitor. He probably wants to beat Jones. But also, if he fights Jones again, it'll probably be the last fight of his career, and it'll probably be a loss. So that'll be a very, very tough one to take for him, having lost for a, the third, second slash third time after Jones got one taken away to John Jones and losing both titles to John Jones. That would be very, very raw for him. So you know, you have to. I suppose you have to think of that as well. But other than that, who who do I want to see for the title? I don't care as long as it's Francis Ngannou. If it's Francis versus Stipe versus DC versus John Jones, is what I want to see. Let's make that happen. I don't. I don't care who it is, as long as it's Francis. That guy is. That guy is the man. Um, who would you like to see in the Bellator Featherweight Grand Prix? Should Pico be in it? If so, how about him versus Artem in the opening round? Yeah, him versus Artem. I think is a is a good fight. You can even throw that on um on Dublin. But you know, hold back Pico a bit. I I maybe overreacted the last week when I said Artem versus Pico. I'd like to see that fight, but maybe not yet. Give no, give Pico a few more fights yet. Don't throw him straight into any Grand Prix you're having or anything. Uh, put Brian Moore into that Grand Prix. He's experienced enough he's fought good guys you know i think he he's a very very good fighter i think he's an underrated fighter and you know he's, he's it's unfortunate the way he's lost his two kind of big fights against uh, noad lahat and the other one in in dublin last year um but he was doing well in both of those fights and you know i think he's a really really good guy and he deserves a place maybe not in the featherweight tournament but around it you know around the top because i think he he's a there's a big win coming for brian moore i just feel it i feel like it, it's it's definitely coming uh if nate beats pettis is the connor rematch the next fight to make or will uh he pass tony over again and make the connor rematch with habib yeah it fe- it just feels like connor versus habib is going to happen again doesn't it you know dana white said if connor turns up to abu dhabi for the habib paria fight that he you know he'd be happy about it he wouldn't be too bothered connor is welcome to show up so that makes me think you know he, he wants to make that fight again and why wouldn't he after all the money it made and with the new espn plus deal and with uh only buying pay-per-views and espn plus he'll want people to sign up for that and buy more pay-per-views you know to get mcgregor on that so you could do that with another fight but the biggest fight to do that with is the habib fight so i'm sure dana white will want to make um make that uh don signy mma retirements jose aldo signed a new eight fight deal after the last of volkanovsky surely now is time for him to test out the water the lightweight uh would who do you match him up against in his first fight and how do you see him matching up with the top 10 aldo versus gillespie have some fun aldo versus gillespie is a nice fight i like that because aldo's takedown defense is really really good gillespie's obviously an unbelievable takedown artist yes i want to see him a lightweight 100 percent I still think that Habib fight could be could be a, a fight down the line. Now, even if was maybe if Habib loses the title, Aldo against Habib could be a, a very very big fight in a co-main event in a pay-per-view or a headline in a Fox card or something like that. It's I think that's a huge fight. You know, there's lots of good fights for Aldo versus Cowboy. How about that? I'd like to see that at lightweight. Aldo versus Gaethje. I want to see Aldo fight everyone. So yeah, let's let's make him get the lightweight. Well, not make him. Let's let's have him a lightweight. Let's make some very big fights. Um. Uh, okay, there's one about JDS beat Knight and Gano. We can pass that over because it, <laughs> it didn't happen. Uh, Ian O'Neill with Dana White uh, looking to work with Nevada to get Jones's only loss uh, back. Do you think it's possible? Could it open an avenue for other fighters to appeal previous losses? I can see the decision being overturned myself. I can probably see it being overturned as well, but it shouldn't be. Like that was that was a fair enough thing that happened. He threw those twelve to six elbows. He got disqualified for it, even though he was winning the fight by a landslide. But that's that's. 
that was, that's the rules, like. I thought it was fair. I never, ever saw anything wrong with that. I think John Jones was rightly disqualified there. Uh, and I don't think it should be turned back. But, you know, when Dana White sets his mind on something, he rarely fails at doing it. Uh, and if he wants to do that, uh, and, you know... I'm not saying he's the Nevada State Athletic Commission and he's back pocket or anything, but I'm sure he could if he wanted to. If he put enough pressure on him or asked him nicely enough, maybe I'm sure they, they'd do it for him. Uh, Sean Dinny with a few here to open it up again. After taking pedigree and a pile driver without being finished, is James Webb the next person to headline <laughs> WrestleMania? That was a bit mad, wasn't it? Yeah, that pile driver from Matthias Frederick against James Webb. Uh, if anyone didn't see it in the Cage Warriors, well, what round is it? Jeez, I've watched so many fights now this weekend. It was in the fourth round, fifth round, fifth round, yeah. So uh, he got a point taken away, ended up winning the round still, uh, well, drawing the round 9-9, I suppose. Um, Webb did, or um, Frederick did on two of the cards, I believe, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's, that, was, that was insane, yeah. Um, what do we need to get Andy Friedlander back at Cage Warriors over this, lad? Yeah, um, Hal Chaplin, I think his name is, the MC for Cage Warriors. I don't like saying... I, apparently, he's a really nice guy and everything, and I don't want to say anything that bad about him, but, you know, g- give him a mop to, have to, to clean up the blood, and I think he'd be good at that job. Get someone else to do the, the cage announcing. Just just awful. Uh, to be answered in the presence of Graham. Fuck. Well, that's not much good. Uh, may I have a cut of the newly gained pint glass sales? Sean Dini. Yeah, you can. Pint glass. There's severe amount of pint glasses for sale. Apparently, they're lovely. I've never even seen one. Sean Dini got one, though, so you can buy them. Severemeta.com forward slash merchandise. So buy them over there. Uh, I still think... I, I still like to see Dalby at UFC Copenhagen. What do you think? Yeah, so would I. I suppose this kind of didn't see hopes after getting... Uh, no, it was a no contest, that one. Yeah, so the main event is Dalby versus Houston. Sean Dini has put Dalby versus Houston on UFC Copenhagen. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen, but that would be, uh, wouldn't be would be a fun fight. But yeah, I think Dalby has a chance still of getting on that Copenhagen card with the UFC. He's obviously a big star in that part of the world. So, um, well, maybe not a big star, but you know what I mean. In, in that part of the world, he's famous. Um, with eight African fighters in the UFC, including two champions, what is the likelihood of an event on the continent? And would it be guaranteed to be South Africa or would they risk an event in Nigeria? I don't know enough to, to speak about that. Maybe, I, you know, I've Philip O'Connor on the podcast this week, hopefully. I haven't asked him yet, but hopefully he will be on. And maybe I'll ask him about that because he knows about kind of sport in that area and holding uh, holding um, events in that area. So maybe I'll ask him about that. So I'll, I'll hold off on that until then. Um, as France prepares to legalise MMA... Who would you like to main event the first event in French style? And would French uh, fighters... What French fighters would you like to see on the card? Yeah, I, I, the first thought I, th- I had when I heard about this was... Tom Ducanois surely going to come back now. Um, they usually bring a big, big fight... When it's the first card in a newly legalised place. So Francis Ngannou might be the man. You know he could be the first one to headline there. Uh, You know will they bring a pay-per-view fight. Will they bring a a heavyweight championship fight there. You know maybe. But you know there's there's lots of guys from kind of that part of the world. There's lots of good French guys coming through. So yeah I I think there's there's plenty of guys there for that. And Francis probably the top of that. Um, Kroll Susanna, if you don't discuss it on the podcast, thoughts on the stand up in the Maya versus Tony Martin, and also what do you make of one judge giving Tony Martin a 10 8 in the third? Uh, the 10 8 in the third, I thought it was okay, um, because there wasn't Maya was getting dominated. He okay, the, the, the 3Ds, I think he had you know, the he had the duration and he had the domination. Um, did he have the damage? No, but when you have two of the three Ds, you have to consider it highly. And I think, I think I, I see nothing wrong with it. Anyway, the, the stand up was was terrible. Yeah, he was in Mount, and I was actually talking to someone the other day about this name and no names now or anything. But um, 
the stand-ups from mount if you're in mount for too long or in like a dominant position i think there has to be a time nowadays with the new kind of um with the new attack well it's not new but it's i suppose the more um the more the more attack minded game that we kind of see through judging and that we see through you know that's the sport just evolving i think amount are a really dominant position with absolutely nothing happening on it for ages and ages and ages i think there needs to be stand-ups there now i, I think i've changed my mind on that this one wasn't one of the, those i think it needs to be like a piss take and how long you're sitting there in mount with nothing happening like i don't think you know 30 seconds in mount with nothing happening are you moving or trying to free yourself up i don't think there should be a stand-up there but i think if it goes on for like two and a half minutes or something like that and you're there's nothing happening no strikes being landed no position and being moved or not you know not taking the back or anything i think then it does need to be stand-up now this wasn't that that's a different issue this was a horrendous stand-up i believe it was vance swerden who in the Anders fight as well, he let his opponent take three shots when he was almost when he was fully unconscious. Just horrendous refereeing. So yeah, that was that was pretty pretty bad. Um, right, I have some questions here from Twitter. Alan Horan thoughts on the scoring in the James Webb fight? Uh, I thought it was I thought it was okay. I thought I thought the perfect score was forty eight forty six Webb, but that that fifth round again was was very 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 close 47 47 is close to a perfect score as well you know it was very 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 close uh, i think the 49 45 was it i think that was off I, I think that was wrong i don't think webb won that many rounds it was for webb as well um as hal chaplin to do didn't really read it out for webb uh but anyway yeah it wasn't it was one bad card not a horrendous card but one bad card two fine cards very very good cards but i don't think there was any perfect card to be honest but the the 47 47 i like that that's that sounds very very harsh now but they were both good cards absolutely nothing wrong with those cards but i think i think webb won the fifth i just think i think he did a little bit more i don't think there was that big shot to take the round i think maybe when you're you might be looking for that big shot sometimes and when he lands that hammer fist near the end and those one or two shots you know they were nice shots but i don't think they were big enough to rob around where you were dominated in you know with top control and with a little bit of moving positions and stuff like that and i know just the takedown and just top control is not enough but i think he did enough with the few shots he landed and stuff as well to, to win that round but you know yeah i think it could have been scored the other way as well um it was Jerry Lawler pile driver on a Triple H pedigree. <laughs> it was a no way tombstone she and let the mass lift tonight. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, the Jerry Lawler one was good actually. That was a that was that. Um, who should UFC shine shine even off the Cage Warriors card uh, tonight? Jai Herbert. That's that's the name that shines out to me. Really, really good. Absolutely fantastic. Jai Herbert was uh just brilliant his hands look so good his tate down the fence all around he just looks really really good and i'd like to see one more fight in cage wires uh and then uh then for the ufc to sign him but i think uh he will uh he will eventually uh right couple more here std how crushed are you going to be when england obviously your guys team ireland equals the uk loses to us in soccer i'll be devastated come on usa um Mr. Podge, friend of the podcast, legend. Do more fighters need to get away from large gyms that focus on a team rather than a fighter? Uh, example, Jackson, Winkle, John, Tristar, a.k.a. No, I think... I think guys need to go where they can get enough coaching, but also enough guys with them, or girls with them, to train and to be really good. Like, it depends. I think if you have the best coach in the world, if you have a really, really good coach, that coach is going to be in demand. And... 
you know there's you have to be kind of I think as a young up and coming fighter you have to be around that coach with the big fighters to learn from the big fighters to learn from the coach as well and you become a big fighter a very good fighter yourself you need more time from that coach and stuff like that so it's it's a tough situation there uh, to kind of be stuck in but I think it benefits you more to be in a big gym with big coaches with very very good coaches and very very good fighters as well with you you know the whole iron sharpens iron thing is a bit of a weird thing because iron doesn't actually sharpen iron, I don't think. But you know what I mean anyway. Like, you know, those those really good fighters make other really good fighters really good fighters as well and really good coaches do the, do the same. So, yeah, if I was a fighter, I'd be... You know, what I think a good match up as well is, is like, having your own gym, like, you know, let's say McGregor and SBG or uh, Paddy Pimblett over in, um, over in uh, Liverpool or whoever it is, and you're even, you know, like the likes of the Team Rhino guys, if you have your home gym and you go over and, you know, you train at Tristar for a couple of months, then you come back, you train maybe at AKA for a couple of months and come back like, you know, like a Miles Price did or I think Redzer has gone over and trained at Tristar as well. And, you know, I think Paddy Pimblett was in New York at one stage training. Obviously, McGregor has trained in different places, gone to Iceland and stuff as well. I think that's actually a good way of doing it, you know, to spend some time, get some sparring with the guys over there and come back into your own gym as well. I think that's a... I think that's a very, very good way of doing it as well. So, um, there you go. Anyway, that's the last question from uh, our man, Mr. Podge. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As I said, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, please sign up. Patreon.com forward slash Severe MMA Podcast or go to SevereMMA.com forward slash points, P-I-N-T-S. And you can sign up there and support the podcast. All right, everyone. See you all next time. Good luck.